This is section 25 of Presidential Farewell and Last Addresses. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. President Rutherford B. Hayes' Last State of the Union Address to the Congress. December 6, 1880. Part 2. Read by John Greenman. The Secretary of War reports that the expenditures of the War Department for the fiscal year ended June 30, 1880, were $39,924,773.03. The appropriations for this department for the current fiscal year amount to $41,993,630.40. With respect to the Army, the Secretary invites attention to the fact that its strength is limited by statute, Section 1115 Revised Statutes, to not more than 30,000 enlisted men, but that provisos contained in appropriation bills have limited expenditures to the enlistment of but 25,000. It is believed the full legal strength is the least possible force at which the present organization can be maintained, having in view efficiency, discipline, and economy. While the enlistment of this force would add somewhat to the appropriation for pay of the army, the saving made in other respects would be more than an equivalent for this additional outlay, and the efficiency of the army would be largely increased. The rapid extension of the railroad system west of the Mississippi River, and the great tide of settlers which has flowed in upon new territory, impose on the military an entire change of policy. The maintenance of small posts along wagon and stage routes of travel is no longer necessary. Permanent quarters at points selected of a more substantial character than those heretofore constructed will be required. Under existing laws permanent buildings cannot be erected without the sanction of Congress, and when sales of military sites and buildings have been authorized, the monies received have reverted to the treasury and could only become available through a new appropriation it is recommended that provision be made by a general statute for the sale of such abandoned military posts and buildings as are found to be unnecessary and for the application of the proceeds to the construction of other posts while many of the present posts are of but slight value for military purposes owing to the changed condition of the country, their occupation is continued at great expense and inconvenience, because they afford the only available shelter for troops. The absence of a large number of officers of the line in active duty from their regiments is a serious detriment to the maintenance of the service. The constant demand for small detachments each of which should be commanded by a commissioned officer, and the various details of officers for necessary service away from their commands, occasions a scarcity in the number required for company duties. With a view to lessening this drain to some extent, it is recommended that the law authorizing the detail of officers from the active list as professors of tactics and military science at certain colleges and universities 
be so amended as to provide that all such details be made from the retired list of the army attention is asked to the necessity of providing by legislation for organizing arming and disciplining the active militia of the country and liberal appropriations are recommended in this behalf the reports of the adjutant-general of the army and the chief of ordnance touching this subject fully set forth its importance the report of the officer in charge of education in the army shows that there are seventy-eight schools now in operation in the army with an aggregate attendance of two thousand three hundred and five enlisted men and children the secretary recommends the enlistment of one hundred and fifty schoolmasters with the rank and pay of commissary sergeants an appropriation is needed to supply the judge advocates of the army with suitable libraries and the secretary recommends that the corps of judge advocates be placed upon the same footing as to promotion with the other staff corps of the army under existing laws the bureau of military justice consists of one officer the judge advocate general and the corps of judge advocates of eight officers of equal rank majors with a provision that the limit of the corps shall remain at four when reduced by casualty or resignation to that number the consolidation of the bureau of military justice and the corps of judge advocates upon the same basis with the other staff corps of the army would remove an unjust discrimination against deserving officers and subserve the best interests of the service especial attention is asked to the report of the chief of engineers upon the condition of our national defenses from a personal inspection of many of the fortifications referred to the secretary is able to emphasize the recommendations made and to state that their incomplete and defenseless condition is discreditable to the country while other nations have been increasing their means of carrying on offensive warfare and attacking maritime cities we have been dormant in preparation for defense nothing of importance has been done towards strengthening and finishing our casemated works since our late civil war during which the great guns of modern warfare and the heavy armor of modern fortifications and ships came into use among the nations and our earthworks left by a sudden failure of appropriations some years since in all stages of incompletion are now being rapidly destroyed by the elements the two great rivers of the north american continent the mississippi and the columbia have their navigable waters wholly within the limits of the united states and are of vast importance to our internal and foreign commerce the permanency of the important work on the south pass of the mississippi river seems now to be assured there has been no failure whatever in the maintenance of the maximum channel during the six months ended august nine last this experiment has opened a broad deep highway to the ocean and is an improvement upon the permanent success of which congratulations may be exchanged among people abroad and at home and especially among the communities of the mississippi valley 
whose commercial exchanges float in an unobstructed channel safely to and from the sea a comprehensive improvement of the mississippi and its tributaries is a matter of transcendent importance these great waterways comprise a system of inland transportation spread like network over a large portion of the united states and navigable to the extent of many thousands of miles producers and consumers alike have a common interest in such unequaled facilities for cheap transportation geographically commercially and politically they are the strongest tie between the various sections of the country these channels of communication and interchange are the property of the nation its jurisdiction is paramount over their waters and the plainest principles of public interest require their intelligent and careful supervision with a view to their protection improvement and the enhancement of their usefulness the channel of the columbia river for a distance of about one hundred miles from its mouth is obstructed by a succession of bars which occasion serious delays in navigation and heavy expense for lighterage and towage a depth of at least twenty feet at low tide should be secured and maintained to meet the requirements of the extensive and growing inland and ocean commerce it subserves the most urgent need however for this great waterway is a permanent improvement of the channel at the mouth of the river from columbia river to san francisco a distance of over six hundred miles there is no harbor on our pacific coast which can be approached during stormy weather an appropriation of a hundred and fifty thousand dollars was made by the forty-fifth congress for the commencement of a breakwater and harbor of refuge to be located at some point between the straits of fuca and san francisco at which the necessities of commerce local and general will be best accommodated the amount appropriated is thought to be quite inadequate for the purpose intended the cost of the work when finished will be very great owing to the want of natural advantages for a site at any point on the coast between the designated limits and it has not been thought to be advisable to undertake the work without a larger appropriation i commend the matter to the attention of congress the completion of the new building for the war department is urgently needed and the estimates for continuing its construction are especially recommended the collection of books specimens and records constituting the army medical museum and library are of national importance the library now contains about fifty one thousand five hundred volumes and fifty seven thousand pamphlets relating to medicine surgery and allied topics the contents of the army medical museum consist of twenty two thousand specimens and are unique in the completeness with which both military surgery and the diseases of armies are illustrated their destruction would be an irreparable loss not only to the united states but to the world there are filed in the record and pension division over sixteen thousand bound volumes of hospital records together with a great quantity of papers 
embracing the original records of the hospitals of our armies during the civil war aside from their historical value these records are daily searched for evidence needed in the settlement of large numbers of pension and other claims for the protection of the government against attempted frauds as well as for the benefit of honest claimants these valuable collections are now in a building which is peculiarly exposed to the danger of destruction by fire it is therefore earnestly recommended that an appropriation be made for a new fireproof building adequate for the present needs and reasonable future expansion of these valuable collections such a building should be absolutely fireproof no expenditure for mere architectural display is required it is believed that a suitable structure can be erected at a cost not to exceed two hundred and fifty thousand dollars i commend to the attention of congress the great services of the commander and chief of our armies during the war for the union whose wise firm and patriotic conduct did so much to bring that momentous conflict to a close the legislation of the united states contains many precedents for the recognition of distinguished military merit authorizing rank and emoluments to be conferred for eminent services to the country an act of congress authorizing the appointment of a captain-general of the army with suitable provisions relating to compensation retirement and other details would in my judgment be altogether fitting and proper and would be warmly approved by the country the report of the secretary of the navy exhibits the successful and satisfactory management of that department during the last fiscal year the total expenditures for the year were twelve million nine hundred and sixteen thousand six hundred and thirty nine dollars and forty five cents leaving unexpended at the close of the year two million one hundred and forty one thousand six hundred and eighty two dollars and twenty three cents of the amount of available appropriations the appropriations for the present fiscal year ending june thirty eighteen eighty one are fifteen million ninety five thousand sixty one dollars and forty five cents and the total estimates for the next fiscal year ending june thirty eighteen eighty two are fifteen million nine hundred and fifty three thousand seven hundred and fifty one dollars and sixty one cents the amount drawn by warrant from july one eighteen eighty to november one eighteen eighty is five million forty one thousand five hundred and seventy dollars and forty five cents the recommendation of the secretary of the navy that provision be made for the establishment of some form of civil government for the people of alaska is approved at present there is no protection of persons or property in that territory except such as is afforded by the officers of the united states ship jamestown the vessel was dispatched to sitka because of the fear that without the immediate presence of the national authority there was impending danger of anarchy the steps taken to restore order have been accepted in good faith by both white and indian inhabitants and the necessity for this method of restraint does not in my opinion now exist if however the jamestown should be withdrawn leaving the people as at present without the ordinary judicial and administrative authority of organized local government 
serious consequences might ensue the laws provide only for the collection of revenue the protection of public property and the transmission of the mails the problem is to supply a local rule for a population so scattered and so peculiar in its origin and condition the natives are reported to be teachable and self-supporting and if properly instructed doubtless would advance rapidly in civilization and a new factor of prosperity would be added to the national life i therefore recommend the requisite legislation upon this subject the secretary of the navy has taken steps towards the establishment of naval coaling stations at the isthmus of panama to meet the requirements of our commercial relations with central and south america which are rapidly growing in importance locations eminently suitable both as regards our naval purposes and the uses of commerce have been selected one on the east side of the isthmus at chiriqui lagoon in the caribbean sea and the other on the pacific coast at the bay of golfito the only safe harbors sufficiently commodious on the isthmus are at these points and the distance between them is less than one hundred miles the report of the secretary of the navy concludes with valuable suggestions with respect to the building up of our merchant marine service which deserve the favorable consideration of congress the report of the postmaster-general exhibits the continual growth and the high state of efficiency of the postal service the operations of no department of the government perhaps represent with greater exactness the increase in the population and the business of the country in eighteen sixty the postal receipts were eight million five hundred and eighteen thousand sixty seven dollars and forty cents in eighteen eighty the receipts were thirty three million three hundred and fifteen thousand four hundred and seventy nine dollars and thirty four cents all the inhabitants of the country are directly and personally interested in having proper mail facilities and naturally watch the post office very closely this careful oversight on the part of the people has proved a constant stimulus to improvement during the past year there was an increase of two thousand one hundred and thirty four post offices and the mail routes were extended twenty seven thousand one hundred and seventy seven miles making an additional annual transportation of ten million eight hundred and four thousand one hundred and ninety one miles the revenues of the postal service for the ensuing year are estimated at thirty eight million eight hundred and forty five thousand one hundred and seventy four dollars and ten cents and the expenditures at forty two million four hundred and seventy five thousand nine hundred and thirty two dollars leaving a deficiency to be appropriated out of the treasury of three million six hundred and thirty thousand seven hundred and fifty seven dollars and ninety cents the universal postal union has received the accession of almost all the countries and colonies of the world maintaining organized postal services and it is confidently expected that all the other countries and colonies now outside the union will soon unite therewith thus realizing the grand idea and aim of the founders of the union of forming for purposes of international mail communication a single postal territory embracing the world with complete uniformity of postal charges and conditions of international exchange 
for all descriptions of correspondence to enable the united states to do its full share of this great work additional legislation is asked by the postmaster-general to whose recommendations especial attention is called the suggestion of the postmaster-general that it would be wise to encourage by appropriate legislation the establishment of american lines of steamers by our own citizens to carry the mails between our own ports and those of mexico central america south america and of trans-pacific countries is commended to the serious consideration of congress the attention of congress is also invited to the suggestions of the postmaster-general in regard to postal savings the necessity for additional provision to aid in the transaction of the business of the federal courts becomes each year more apparent the dockets of the supreme court and of the circuit courts in the greater number of the circuits are encumbered with the constant accession of cases in the former court and in many instances in the circuit courts years intervene before it is practicable to bring cases to a hearing the attorney-general recommends the establishment of an intermediate court of errors and appeals it is recommended that the number of judges of the circuit court in each circuit with the exception of the second circuit should be increased by the addition of another judge in the second circuit that two should be added and that an intermediate appellate court should be formed in each circuit to consist of the circuit judges and the circuit justice and that in the event of the absence of either of these judges the place of the absent judge should be supplied by the judge of one of the district courts in the circuit such an appellate court could be safely invested with large jurisdiction and its decisions would satisfy suitors in many cases where appeals would still be allowed to the supreme court the expense incurred for this intermediate court will require a very moderate increase of the appropriations for the expenses of the department of justice this recommendation is commended to the careful consideration of congress it is evident that a delay of justice in many instances oppressive and disastrous to suitors now necessarily occurs in the federal courts which will in this way be remedied the report of the secretary of the interior presents an elaborate account of the operations of that department during the past year it gives me great pleasure to say that our indian affairs appear to be in a more hopeful condition now than ever before the indians have made gratifying progress in agriculture herding and mechanical pursuits many who were a few years ago in hostile conflict with the government are quietly settling down on farms where they hope to make their permanent homes building houses and engaging in the occupations of civilized life the introduction of the freighting business among them has been remarkably fruitful of good results in giving many of them congenial and remunerative employment and in stimulating their ambition to earn their own support their honesty fidelity and efficiency as carriers are highly praised the organization of a police force of indians has been equally successful in maintaining law and order upon the reservations 
and in exercising a wholesome moral influence among the indians themselves i concur with the secretary of the interior in the recommendation that the pay of this force be increased as an inducement to the best class of young men to enter it much care and attention has been devoted to the enlargement of educational facilities for the indians the means available for this important object have been very inadequate a few additional boarding schools at indian agencies have been established and the erection of buildings has been begun for several more but an increase of the appropriations for this interesting undertaking is greatly needed to accommodate the large number of indian children of school age the number offered by their parents from all parts of the country for education in the government schools is much larger than can be accommodated with the means at present available for that purpose the number of indian pupils at the normal school at hampton virginia under the direction of general armstrong has been considerably increased and their progress is highly encouraging the indian school established by the interior department in eighteen seventy nine at carlisle pennsylvania under the direction of captain pratt has been equally successful it has now nearly two hundred pupils of both sexes representing a great variety of the tribes east of the rocky mountains the pupils in both these institutions receive not only an elementary english education but are also instructed in housework agriculture and useful mechanical pursuits a similar school was established this year at forest grove oregon for the education of indian youth on the pacific coast in addition to this thirty-six indian boys and girls were selected from the eastern cherokees and placed in boarding schools in north carolina where they are to receive an elementary english education and training in industrial pursuits the interest shown by indian parents even among the so-called wild tribes in the education of their children is very gratifying and gives promise that the results accomplished by the efforts now making will be of lasting benefit the expenses of indian education have so far been drawn from the permanent civilization fund at the disposal of the department of the interior but the fund is now so much reduced that the continuance of this beneficial work will in the future depend on specific appropriations by congress for the purpose and i venture to express the hope that congress will not permit institutions so fruitful of good results to perish for want of means for their support on the contrary an increase of the number of such schools appears to me highly advisable the past year has been unusually free from disturbances among the indian tribes an agreement has been made with the utes by which they surrender their large reservation in colorado in consideration of an annuity to be paid to them and agree to settle in severalty on certain lands designated for that purpose as farmers holding individual title to their land in fee simple inalienable for a certain period in this way a costly indian war has been avoided which at one time seemed imminent and for the first time in the history of the country an indian nation has given up its tribal existence to be settled in severalty and to live as individuals under the common protection of the laws of the country 
the conduct of the indians throughout the country during the past year with but few noteworthy exceptions has been orderly and peaceful the guerrilla warfare carried on for two years by victoria and his band of southern apaches has virtually come to an end by the death of that chief and most of his followers on mexican soil the disturbances caused on our northern frontier by sitting bull and his men who had taken refuge in the british dominions are also likely to cease a large majority of his followers have surrendered to our military forces and the remainder are apparently in progress of disintegration i concur with the secretary of the interior in expressing the earnest hope that congress will at this session take favorable action on the bill providing for the allotment of lands on the different reservations in severalty to the indians with patents conferring fee simple title inalienable for a certain period and the eventual disposition of the residue of the reservations for general settlement with the consent and for the benefit of the indians placing the latter under the equal protection of the laws of the country this measure together with a vigorous prosecution of our educational efforts will work the most important and effective advance toward the solution of the indian problem in preparing for the gradual merging of our indian population in the great body of american citizenship a large increase is reported in the disposal of public lands for settlement during the past year which marks the prosperous growth of our agricultural industry and the vigorous movement of population toward our unoccupied lands as this movement proceeds the codification of our land laws as well as proper legislation to regulate the disposition of public lands become of more pressing necessity and i therefore invite the consideration of congress to the report and the accompanying draft of a bill made by the public lands commission which were communicated by me to congress at the last session early action upon this important subject is highly desirable the attention of congress is again asked to the wasteful depredations committed on our public timberlands and the rapid and indiscriminate destruction of our forests the urgent necessity for legislation to this end is now generally recognized in view of the lawless character of the depredations committed and the disastrous consequences which will inevitably follow their continuance legislation has again and again been recommended to arrest the evil and to preserve for the people of our western states and territories the timber needed for domestic and other essential uses the report of the director of the geological survey is a document of unusual interest the consolidation of the various geological and geographical surveys and exploring enterprises each of which has heretofore operated upon an independent plan without concert cannot fail to be of great benefit to all those industries of the country which depend upon the development of our mineral resources the labors of the scientific men of recognized merit who compose the corps of the geological survey during the first season of their field operations and inquiries appear to have been very comprehensive and will soon be communicated to congress in a number of volumes 
the director of the survey recommends that the investigations carried on by his bureau which so far have been confined to the so-called public land states and territories be extended over the entire country and that the necessary appropriations be made for this purpose this would be particularly beneficial to the iron coal and other mining interests of the mississippi valley and of the eastern and southern states the subject is commended to the careful consideration of congress the secretary of the interior asks attention to the want of room in the public buildings of the capital now existing and in progress of construction for the accommodation of the clerical force employed and of the public records necessity has compelled the renting of private buildings in different parts of the city for the location of public offices for which a large amount of rent is annually paid while the separation of offices belonging to the same department impedes the transaction of current business the secretary suggests that the blocks surrounding lafayette square on the east north and west be purchased as the sites for new edifices for the accommodation of the government offices leaving the square itself intact and that if such buildings were constructed upon a harmonious plan of architecture they would add much to the beauty of the national capital and would together with the treasury and the new state navy and war department building form one of the most imposing groups of public edifices in the world the commissioner of agriculture expresses the confident belief that his efforts in behalf of the production of our own sugar and tea have been encouragingly rewarded the importance of the results attained have attracted marked attention at home and have received the special consideration of foreign nations the successful cultivation of our own tea and the manufacture of our own sugar would make a difference of many millions of dollars annually in the wealth of the nation the report of the commissioner asks attention particularly to the continued prevalence of an infectious and contagious cattle disease known and dreaded in europe and asia as cattle plague or pleuro pneumonia a mild type of this disease in certain sections of our country is the occasion of great loss to our farmers and of serious disturbance to our trade with great britain which furnishes a market for most of our livestock and dressed meats the value of neat capital exported from the united states for the eight months ended august thirty one eighteen eighty was more than twelve million dollars and nearly double the value for the same period in eighteen seventy nine an unexampled increase of export trade your early attention is solicited to this important matter the commissioner of education reports a continued increase of public interest in educational affairs and that the public schools generally throughout the country are well sustained industrial training is attracting deserved attention and colleges for instruction theoretical and practical in agriculture and mechanic arts including the government schools recently established for the instruction of indian youth are gaining steadily in public estimation the commissioner asks special attention to the depredations committed on the lands reserved for the future support of public instruction 
and to the very great need of help from the nation for schools in the territories and in the southern states the recommendation heretofore made is repeated and urged that an educational fund be set apart from the net proceeds of the sales of the public lands annually the income of which and the remainder of the net annual proceeds to be distributed on some satisfactory plan to the states and the territories and the district of columbia the success of the public schools of the district of columbia and the progress made under the intelligent direction of the board of education and the superintendent in supplying the educational requirements of the district with thoroughly trained and efficient teachers is very gratifying the acts of congress from time to time donating public lands to the several states and territories in aid of educational interests have proved to be wise measures of public policy resulting in great and lasting benefit it would seem to be a matter of simple justice to extend the benefits of this legislation the wisdom of which has been so fully vindicated by experience to the district of columbia i again commend the general interests of the district of columbia to the favorable consideration of congress the affairs of the district as shown by the report of the commissioners are in a very satisfactory condition in my annual messages heretofore and in my special message of december nineteen eighteen seventy nine i have urged upon the attention of congress the necessity of reclaiming the marshes of the potomac adjacent to the capital and i am constrained by its importance to advert again to the subject these flats embrace an area of several hundred acres they are an impediment to the drainage of the city and seriously impair its health it is believed that with this substantial improvement of its river front the capital would be in all respects one of the most attractive cities in the world aside from its permanent population this city is necessarily the place of residence of persons from every section of the country engaged in the public service many others reside here temporarily for the transaction of business with the government it should not be forgotten that the land acquired will probably be worth the cost of reclaiming it and that the navigation of the river will be greatly improved i therefore again invite the attention of congress to the importance of prompt provision for this much needed and too long delayed improvement the water supply of the city is inadequate in addition to the ordinary use throughout the city the consumption by government is necessarily very great in the navy yard arsenal and the various departments and a large quantity is required for the proper preservation of the numerous parks and the cleansing of sewers i recommend that this subject receive the early attention of congress and that in making provision for an increased supply such means be adopted as will have in view the future growth of the city temporary expedients for such a purpose cannot but be wasteful of money and therefore unwise a more ample reservoir with corresponding facilities for keeping it filled should in my judgment be constructed i commend again to the attention of congress 
the subject of the removal from their present location of the depots of the several railroads entering the city and i renew the recommendations of my former messages in behalf of the erection of a building for the congressional library the completion of the washington monument and of liberal appropriations in support of the benevolent reformatory and penal institutions of the district rutherford b hayes executive mansion december sixth eighteen eighty end of president rutherford b hayes last state of the union address read by john greenman